0: Yeah, yeah, I know. And he's like, you know, I wait for the bus. I'm like, yeah, you told me that. And he's like, yo, you see all these cars? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I look through every one of them. And I, if there's something I want, I take it. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, all right, you know, that's you. I'm like, I believe in karma, though, you know? And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, God. So then I try explaining karma to this guy, right? And And I'm like...
1: He don't get it. So then I'm like, alright, I just gave this guy my shit. I'm like, if you don't get karma, then check this out. This is white privilege. You're Mexican. You cannot steal from me. <laughs> I'm gonna leave on that one. I'm of beast, Will the Beast, thank
2: you. the Beast, yeah. Alright, you guys, thank you so much. This has been the Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Stay tuned. Stick around, because the next show is Pam Tass's Comedy Clubhouse, and it's Woo! School's Out for Summer. School's Out
3: for
2: It's all uh, teachers and ex-teachers. I actually was an ex-teacher, so I will be performing on tonight's show, <laughs> along with a bunch of other people who still teach and who don't teach anymore. Thank you for all for being here at the uh, Happy Hour. Give it up to Tom in the back. We're running the ones and twos, being a champion. We'll see you guys next week. Good night. Yay!
4: As long as we can make it to the show tonight, we're an American man. We're an American man.
3: We're coming to your town.
1: But not addictive, barbequeable, free alternative to smoking. Are you tired marijuana?
5: of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a paddle? The Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it,
1: or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.
7: on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates.
2: The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is
1: you son?
4: Change it changed like three times through <laughs> the course of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is dog's part.
8: Oh, happy hour! What could be happier than twenty-three comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn, maybe? Oh well, stage shine makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from six to eight p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet New Radio FM Index at
1: podcasts. Dot pcrcollective.org.
8: So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio I just fucked that up. Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah, got I got it.
6: That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop, Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499.
3: The poison in the air The poison in the air
2: And uh, as long as you're in here, you guys can drink whatever you want. Yeah. I hope everybody's enjoying their pot treats. If you didn't get one, you get one now. Makes the show better. Again, we're going to start in about five minutes. It's the teacher show. Yes. Everyone's been a teacher or is a teacher. And I'm excited for it. Five minutes. Yeah. starting a little late because there aren't as many teachers as you would think that are comedians. (laughs) I thought there would be more people that would have left teaching for comedy. But nay, there's only six of us tonight. But that's great. Uh, My name is Pam Benjamin. I'm your host tonight. This is Pam Tastis Comedy Clubhouse. You're here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! Yay! I was a credentialed school teacher for four years. I was. Uh, it, I, I really, I uh, thought that teaching was going to be my thing because, you know, those who can do and those who can't teach. And uh, I wanted to be a star on the stage. I, I was a theater major. And when you graduate from college with a theater major, you become a teacher. You see, that's, that's, that's how you make your money because you're not going to be... I want to do Mammet. <laughs> no, you're not gonna do, because you can't have kids do Mammet because you can't say fuck all the time on a high school stage. That's the problem. So um, I was in credential school and I didn't make it all the way through because in my last semester I stood on top of a desk and I told a bunch of kids in Elk Grove that they were assholes. <laughs> I actually leapt on top of a desk, and I stood up there, and I was like, you are all pieces of shit, and I called up my credential teacher, my person, on the phone, and I said, I'm quitting credential school. This is ridiculous, and the kids are like, no, 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 you probably should quit. You're terrible. This is a terrible idea, Uh, so I I really did. I yelled at them all. I called them all assholes. It felt amazing, Uh, and then I took three weeks off while I was trying to get my head together and my... Um, my ex-husband's mother, my mother-in-law called me up and she was a teacher for 30 some odd years. And she said, have you ever thought about special ed? <laughs> I was like, no, what is that? <laughs> like, She's like, you can teach special ed. Those regular kids, they're assholes. But you get into special ed, you're fine. And I was like, I think I will do this. So I became a special education teacher. Um, they gave me a credential because no one wants to be a special education teacher. right? So like, I never got a real credential. I went to school for a while and then I just became a teacher because they're like, there aren't enough of you. <laughs> Please teach the retards. You can do it. It's going to be great. We need somebody, anybody, even the lady who's been standing on the desk yelling at the children, calling them assholes. Yes, you're perfect. You can be a teacher. So I was a teacher uh, and I... Uh, so I had this one classroom and they were called, uh, medically, uh, it was a weird name. It was like medically disabled. They had a lot of them had helmets on, uh, and they, it was a classroom that was 17 to 21-year-olds because after 21, you time out of the, of the schooling, blah, blah, blah. So they had, uh, they had helmets on and things, and I taught them things like, here's how you fold laundry. Here we go. We're going to take laundry. We're going to fold it. This is important life lessons. Uh, we gave them differently shaped beads, and we were like, put them in these different boxes, and this is going to help you someday. No, it's not going to. I'm going to screw toothpaste caps on it. No, robots do the jobs of the retard. So what am I doing? So I'm hanging out with these kids, and uh, this one kid goes into the bathroom. Doesn't seem weird, but he's in there for like 20 minutes, and then he starts screaming. Wah! And I ask the aides, there's two aides in the room, right? Because I'm a special education teacher, you get two aides, you get two other adults in the room, so you don't molest anybody, you know what I mean? Because they're just so vulnerable. (laughs) You're so easily molestable. But so I hear the screaming, I ask the aides, what is happening, what is going? They're like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Just let it go. All right, we move on. Bathroom door stays closed helping them with the the toothpaste caps and the tiny things that are meaningless with the rest of society. And the kids start screaming again from the bathroom. I'm like, this is a problem. I'm a teacher. I'm being paid. This is something I should be worried about. There's a boy in the bathroom screaming. They say, no, 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 don't worry. It's fine. He does this. This is the thing he does. I let it go. I go back to the other kids, I'm hanging out, I'm teaching someone how to fry an egg for a moment and I feel really good about myself and like my teaching abilities. And then he starts screaming again. Wah! So I, I can't take it anymore. So I open the door and, and what I see on the toilet uh, is a 17 year old boy with long, greasy hair. And the the back of his head is very flat and his eyes are very close together. But he has a 17-inch long penis that he's stroking, do you see? And screaming and going, "Ah!" and then he starts laughing. "Ah!" And I slam the door closed and the two aides look at me and they go, he does that to all the substitutes. this kid knows more than he's letting on right he's got a 59 iq he's got a dick the size of ron jeremy he knows something we don't which is that god is evil god is an asshole and he gave the guy the longest dick who's never gonna see a pussy and then that made me think like oh holy shit is there a fetish for retard porn because as a special education teacher i could really bank on this right now like i've got the talent in the room you know no more of the just little things in boxes you put your thing in a box you know what i'm saying for money anyways that was one of my first i was 22 when that happened as a teacher that was a fun teacher moment for me yeah Whew, biggest dick I've ever. I've never seen a dick that big. It scared me. It frightened. I was like, why? How is this possible? Is this a real thing? It, I'm telling you, it was, I mean, he was sitting and he laughed. He looked at me. Oh, he was so happy in that moment. It was a beautiful moment for that child, and I feel like I facilitated that, and it makes me really happy. Uh, I deal, I deal with an autistic child now, and she is just a mess. Uh, but she started puberty earlier than everybody else. So she's like eight, and she has little boobies, and she has like three or four little pubic hairs, which I think is great. Also, she ate her own poop once, so I feel like she has a, a future in porn. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like retard porn could be a thing. I know I'm a terrible person, but I, you know, I get paid $23 an hour to hang out with When I was a teacher, I was getting only uh, I was getting paid $17.36 an hour. That's $36,000 a year for people to do the math. Yeah, not a lot of money to be hanging out with all those retards, right? I get to say retard as much as I want because I did it for 4 years. I was also married to a black guy for 13 years, but I still can't use the N-word. I don't know how that doesn't work for me. I just use the r word but not the n i'm like i i haven't had a retarded kid inside me but i can still (laughs) never my ex-husband was definitely he was he was a smart man he was not uh, wait, wait, anyway, I feel like a retard right now. Wow! Special education teachers, California. I love it. All right, you guys, tonight, this is the teacher show. Yay! Yay! Uh, before we start the show, we sing a little song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. If you don't, you'll learn it. M U T I N Y comedy, clubhouse comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Club- Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. You can eat it too. It's fine. It's great. (coughs) M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my Clubhouse? Yay! I can't wait. School's out for summer, everybody. Drink your beers. I learned this that they stopped putting that um, alcohol stuff that you put on your hands in bathrooms at high schools because the kids were drinking it to get drunk. (laughs) I just said something so wrong with society right now. I'm gonna tune it all to George Bush with No Child Left Behind. Your first comedian of the night. Funny, funny man, he was a teacher. He might still be a teacher, I'm not sure. Put your hands together for James Edward Gleason.
5: All right, all right, it's good to be here uh, tonight, and you know, I'm, I wasn't, you know, I feel like I'm in the wrong class, you know, you ever do that, because uh, I wasn't a teacher, I was a para, do you know what that is, do you guys know what the para the para is, it's, uh, well in the morning you get all the kids off the bus, and then you spend the rest of the day talking to this Filipino lady about River Rock Casino, but, um, <laughs> But, uh, no, what it means is you work in special ed and you're still, like, the the biggest loser in the room. Like, I this guy's like, Mr. Cleason, you're a What the fuck's wrong with you? Says the kid with the helmet and one arm, you know, and you're like... know, but uh, anyway, those buses, I'd unload the first student, you ever see the first student buses? That kid's never first, because he's got that fucking heart-lung machine and all that, but anyway, I mean, like, you can't get your your, your windows tinted on your car, but the one window they'll tint is that fucking first student bus, because they don't want you to see what the fuck's going on inside there, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I was a a para uh, in the schools, and uh, paras are, they're like a a teacher aide, what they don't do is fuck the kids, like, the teachers are all fucking the kids, because the kids have more dignity than that they wouldn't be caught dead fucking one of these fucking pairs but uh anyway I almost didn't make it here tonight I locked my keys in the car uh, outside an abortion clinic and uh I had to go up to the clinic door and ask them for a coat hanger but um anyway what's that have to do with teaching I don't know it has to do with how many students are in the class but um but anyway uh yeah so um I worked at uh, a school called Community Scholars of Success Academy which uh it is like a Jedi mind trick name, you know. They're like, and I said, uh, how many students do we have? Uh, and they go, oh, we don't call them students; we call them scholars. And they, I go, oh, how many scholars we have? Well, three of the scholars were arrested last night for carjacking. <laughs> and that, but, okay, but anyway, I worked at Willie Brown uh, Academy. And uh, I, I did, so, anybody here work summer school? You ever do that summer school? When I was a kid, everybody got to go to summer school, but now you have to have that special, like, helmet, the special, it's not just any helmet, it's like a Freemason helmet that they give the kids, but anyway, very insensitive. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm making fun of people with afflictions, and, uh, but anyway, so I got out of uh, the, uh, the paraprofessional thing, and now I sell spas. I sell hot tubs, and I brought my boss, uh, he, sell spas with me over at Pleasanton where they leave kids in hot cars but um but, but anyway and he teaches me all these closing techniques which uh most of them involve having sex with dudes but we're not even on we're not even on commission I don't, I don't know, it makes the day go by but anyway the thing about the spas I tell you I worked with the special ed kids what does ha- you know what does a spa have to do with a special ed kid and you know they both blow bubbles and uh Spas. People leave them out in the backyard and neglect them for a few years, like especially kids. But you know, every once in a while, you pour a lot of chemicals in them to try to fucking solve whatever problems going on in it. <laughs> 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 Eventually, you got to unplug them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just just like the special, you go, somebody move your cover, and the spa can't tell you. Yeah, I, I know I put your cover on different, but somebody's been in you. I don't you feel bad, you know what I'm saying? But uh, And then I worked at the segregated schools here in San Francisco, and I'm not, I'm not, You know. well, anyway, if it's happened in fucking Selma, Alabama, they'd send federal troops in, but I was at a school with 78% black students uh, over there called Civic Center County Community. And I gotta tell you, the first time that you block a punch from like a 14-year-old black kid, you feel like a superhero for like as you know for the white people for like a second, and then they come around with the left, and the rest of the kids take your cell phone and they write on your head. But like for a minute, for a minute, I'm like I'm making a real fucking difference here. But I heard what's this joke writing thing? I, I don't know. You're not doing it tonight, but there is a workshop. I, I, is it like you can infuse it into my act, or is it a longer process? I, it's not like, not something you do on the spot, right? But anyway, uh, <laughs> I just, I'm always in these remedial kind of things. But um, And uh, I, my buddy here, he went to Catholic school here in the city, right? Sacred Heart. Uh, and uh, all my brothers, you know, were molested by these. I'm the only one in my family, you know, who wasn't molested. When my brother was 13 years old, my mom walks into the room. He's jacking off to a stained glass window catalog, which... <laughs> If that's not that's not a sign, you know. he went to the Star of the Sea School on a swimming scholarship, and he still can 't even swim. They just took him speedo shopping every day out there. Stonestown, you know, but uh, my, my mom 's listening this is on the air or something right I got my mom my mom 's got Alzheimer 's, and her favorite band is The Who you know every time I go there, who are you? who Who the fuck are you That's what, anyway. More of them making fun of people with afflictions. But anyway, I got this chia shit going on in my head. I got like kind of like, uh, I don't know, I've, I've got cancer. And I'm not just, well, no, I don't have cancer. I just, I want you to feel bad for me. <laughs> but, um. Anyway, I'm trying to think of other things that happened in the school. You know, I did, just like you said, I had a kid who ate his own shit. And the scary part about, a, like, a 10-year-old kid who, you know, I went in. There was a kid, there was a guy named Dale out in, in the Bayview who would take the kids. in every time it was, like, the lottery, he goes, yeah, they shit again. And for, like, two weeks, I never got the shit. And I was like, poor Dale. He was, like, this big gangster guy and everything. But one day, I got it, and this kid, Johnny... I said, "Hold on, I got I'm, ugh, I'm retching, and then I got to run with the diaper, and it's a big human like fucking adult size shit. And I'm retching, and I turn around, and there's the shit. And the thing that scared me is." He, he licked his, he did that, with, and the thing is, his the, his face didn't change at all, it was like the same, like, I was like, I was like, that was the part, I said, I I gotta tell you some stuff about your kid, when the parents, I like, go, she doesn't shit, no shit, same face, I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, but anyway, uh, yeah, so there was that, that was good, yeah, I liked that, and I went to school, here in the city uh, at George Peabody uh, School. It was a Chinese, it was, you know, I was in the Chinese immersion program. It was me and 25 Chinese kids. And, uh, you know, at your school, you probably played Duck, Duck, Goose. That was our lunch menu. We had the uh, the Red Rover on Friday. Who's that, racist? I, you know, I, I got a, I, I look really fucking racist. I'm not racist, but I just, I look. You know I'm trying to just be who I am. I'm kind of an ashy white guy. They can they can't see this. this isn't TV, right? This is the what is it? The internet or something? Yeah, a radio, inter- radio, it's on the radio. So you can't say fuck or you can't you can't con- oh, what what you can do anything you want here. It's like those teachers fucking those little kids. And that's what I'm saying. I was proud to be a para cuz we never never once got caught with those hot kids. But um anyway No, but the kids in the hot cars we work out in Pleasanton every week some kid dies in a fucking hot car He's got the highest credit score in the family and when I was a kid growing up in the city My parents tried to do that to me, but it never got they drive me out to Point Lobos and leave me in the hot car I see two guys sucking each other off, but never the heat never got to me, but anyway um, You missed a lot of important stuff. We took some notes. Give me your notes, Sean. But uh, anyway We're doing the teacher show. Are you a teacher? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, well, you can get a note. You're late. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I went to these schools, and then and, and, uh, what happened at that Chinese emergency? Something happened that was really racist and funny, but not really. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. You know what? Other than that, I smoked this weed before I got up here. You know the weed names? I, I got this weed called autism, and it's like... <laughs> one fucking hit and I can play the piano like amazing but I've been shitting my pants a lot but uh, anyway that's about I mean I just wanted to come up and inspire people too you know about (laughs) what you could become You know, <laughs> I just try to try to lift people up and everything. You know, there's kids who love me, and you know what? I, kindergarten to third, I worked, and then like seventh to well, they had kids like you're talking about 22 fucking years old. This like 22 year old guys giving advice. Hey, you guys, you need to listen to these teachers. I'm like, you're 22. Get a fucking job. The guys like you, are fucking mentor. But anyway, what was I taught Oh, but what I never had was those uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, and they were just such angels. When they, and then something, anybody here teach fourth or fifth or sixth, yeah? What are you fucking doing to those kids? Because somewhere between angel, they're like hell's angels, you know, when you get them over <laughs> this fucking thing. But anyway, um, anyway, and I was late tonight just like I used to be at school. I, I, it's carnival tomorrow, is that what that was? I thought Apple fucking bought another neighborhood to just <laughs> t- tow cars. I was so fucking I was going, go, Fuck Ed Lee, fuck the schools, the superintendent of the schools. Who by the way, last thing I'll tell you is I did write all three superintendents of schools to eat my balls and lick my shit and all this stuff, and I write these letters, and this ladies in the lunchroom, she's going, you're gonna lose your credential. I go, no, I'm a para. She goes, oh, well, tell them to eat your fucking shit, suck your dick, you know, because there's no, what are they gonna do to us? Take our dignity? Anyway, that's about all I gotta talk about tonight, but I wanna thank you all for showing up. Thank you very much.
2: James Edward Gleason! Para to the stars. Oh yeah, that the the, the parents were the I uh I had a a seventeen year old boy in my classroom that uh, I was convinced that he pooped for attention. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's I had to, when you have to change a seventeen year old's diaper, that's when you're like this thirty six thousand dollars a year is not enough. <laughs> like this, I need a little bit more. Uh, it was and it was just regular oceanside. I taught in Side at the time. I had to clean up a 17 year old's poo, uh, like on the daily for about three weeks. So they figured out it's medication and they're like, oh. Anyways, school system, yay! <laughs> Teaching is so fun! Yay! It's like glorified babysitting, uh, which is what I do now. And I get paid more for it. So I love it. Your next comedian. She was a teacher or it. No, you're not a teacher anymore. No, no. No no no, she's a karaoke superstar. No, uh, she's an amazing comedian, and I'm excited that she's here. I didn't know that she was a teacher, but I can't wait to hear what she has to say about it. Put your hands together. It's Krista, Fatka Do you guys feel like
8: poop would be a lot funnier if it just smelled good? <laughs> like you could just poop. Just as a, like I feel like I could, if I wanted to shit my pants right now, if I just like stopped concentrating on not doing it for like one sec, I feel like I'd be able to do that. But I feel like it wouldn't be funny, just because then we'd all have to deal with the consequences of my actions. But if it was just smelled good, I think it would be fine. Or if it was like a pretty color. Anyway, I'll move on. Um, I had a sort of non-traditional path through teaching, and uh, now I have a better job. I work in the marijuana industry. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god, thank you. You might have seen my work around town. Yeah, I feel like all the stuff that they make you get behind as a teacher or in school, it's, it's really not true. Like, it's not that cool to stay in school like you should. Probably try drugs. I have the best job I've ever had in my life now because of marijuana. And, yeah, I just question authority is what I'm saying. Um uh, I, uh, let's see, for like 10 years, I was a trapeze artist. Yeah, it's a lot like being a porn star. They just say that you're an artist from like day one. Um, You just do it once or twice, and they're like, yeah, you're an artist. Um, But was I an artist? Because, you know, mostly I taught. So um, I taught other people how to do trapeze, handstands. And uh, it was really different, I taught some different places. Uh, My first job teaching uh, trapeze and acrobatics, I was in Vermont, that was different. And uh, really cute, this isn't even my story, but a coworker told me this story, and she was like, you know Chelsea? Chelsea's four, she was one of my students. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I know Chelsea. She was like, "Uh," she was really cute today, she said, miss jill do you know who you're gonna marry and jill said um no but you know i'm 24 probably have some time to figure it out and she goes oh i already know who i'm gonna marry she's like oh yeah who are you gonna marry i'm gonna marry krista he's my hero (laughs) I think she just thought that's how marriage worked. Like, you know, back then it could only be between a man and a woman. Actually, Vermont might have been the exception at that point. But uh, (laughs) she just turned me into a dude so we could get married. I had to break her poor little heart, um, tell her that she's going to have to wait 16 years. Or I'm not even... That's why I was a trapeze teacher and not a math teacher. Um... (laughs) 14 years. We got there. Um, So, yeah, then I moved on from there, and uh, I came out here, because this is where it's all happening in the trapeze world. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, Yeah, it's, like, kind of a thing out here. Um, Taught some little kids. It's really different when you teach, like, a professional adult trapeze. It can, like, really validate your skills. And then when you teach little kids skills, it just humbles the fuck out of you and you're like learning things that you never thought you wanted to know about. But uh one day during snack I was sitting by uh Aaron and Aaron was like, we taught kids that were like six to 12, but then some parents just like obviously lied about their kid's birth. Like he was probably four. He had like, you know, when kids still have their head is too big for their body and when they like run and their, their head kind of bobbles around, he was like at that age. And, uh, we were sitting next to each other during snack and he looks up at me and he's like, uh, my mom said that, uh, I'm not going to see my grandpa for a while. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah? Why is that? I, like, as soon as I say that, I'm, like, immediately regretting asking him these questions. I'm like, this isn't going to go anywhere good. Um, I was like, why is that? Oh, he has to go to the hospital. I was like, oh, why is he going to the hospital? I'm still like, why the fuck are you talking, Krista? Shut up. Change the subject. What's for snack? Um... But I keep asking him, I'm like, oh, he's having a surgery. Like, what kind of surgery is he having? (laughs) Let's get into it. Um, And he's like, oh, he's having a surgery to make his face look more like a girl. I was like, that's what's up. That's pretty cool. (laughs) He just told me, like, he was telling me what's for snack. Uh, Yeah, my grandpa's going to get surgery to look more like a woman. I was like, so when you see him again... Are you going to call him grandpa? Or are you going to call him grandma? He's like, my mom said we could call him whatever we want. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. That's the future, you guys. That's what gives me hope about this city. Yeah. There's a lot of shitty stuff, but the children are the future. Um, and then my probably most unique job in my trapeze teacher <laughs> career <laughs> Um I moved to Palestine for a year, because <laughs> they they need them circus skills out there. Uh, it was cute. I worked at the Palestinian Circus School. Um, you know, people, like, before I went, people are like, oh, my God, you're so brave. Like, the kids out there didn't even eat their own shit. Like, it was <laughs> not that hard, you know? <laughs> As far as, like, teaching jobs went, I feel like it was on the more tame side. Um, Yeah, people thought it was, like, so brave to go there, but uh, I don't know. I was just like, these people want to learn circus. Like, them's my people. I just want to teach people that want to learn. And it was amazing, like, the level of skill that these kids had when, like, I mean, most people can't even... I had to lie to get into Palestine to work there. I had to say, like, I'm on a gap year, and I'm just going to hang out in Tel Aviv and, like, drink with Israeli people, and then you, like, sneak over there, and you have to leave every three months and get a stamp and all that, and... um. Yeah, so they're, like, learning how to do backflips and shit off the internet. I mean, it's just, like, crazy the, like, roundabouts they have to do to kind of skirt the system and smuggle people in to teach them skills. But uh, it's amazing because as a teacher, like, as a trapeze teacher specifically and an acrobatics teacher, like, one of your biggest jobs is to make the kids feel safe which in Palestine, I don't know if you know a lot about the area, but uh, I don't think there's even, like, an Arabic translation for that word. (laughs) You know, I'd be like, okay, Muhammad, uh, just, yeah, keep your knees up, hold on tight, and uh, safety first. He's like, yeah, um, statistically, I'm probably getting shot on my way home from here, so I'm just going to go for it. (sighs) I had a... uh, really related to the the finger in the mouth with the shit on it. Um, there's this phenomenon that happens when you're doing acrobatics or performing, I think, of any kind. Like having everyone's attention on you kind of helps you to like rise to the occasion. And with acrobatics, like it's the same too. Like there's this energy in the room and everybody's like waiting for their turn and then you take it really seriously and the fucked up thing is, is I was teaching kids that were like probably like eight to twenty, and every single fucking one of them smoked cigarettes, um, <laughs> and so we're taking a we're taking a smoke break, and like. <laughs> Yeah. Like little kids. I was smoking like two packs a day over there. It's gross. But there's like, yeah, every, it's like you pick your vices and there's a lot of stress. There's no word for like mental health. It's just like, yeah, everyone like knows someone who's been shot or been in jail. That's just like normal. and uh, And so we're taking a smoke break and these two kids stayed behind, and I'm kind of lagging. I'm back in the gym, and one of them goes to do a back tuck, like a round off and a back flip with no hands, and he, like the energy had just dispersed, and he wasn't paying attention, and he misses it, and he falls on his hand, and he gets up, and the arm is just hanging like a rag on a stick. I mean, it was like, you know it's broken from like a far away um but he just had that fucking gangster ass look like the kid with the shit in his mouth just like (laughs) stone-faced and uh never shed a tear just like waited for my boss to get there and like get someone to give him a ride to the hospital and i was like that is palestinian as fuck Anyway, that's that's going to be my set. You guys have been a great little
2: audience. Christa Vodka! Teaching children in Palestine. Jesus Christ, I had no idea. You were so deep. That's, that's amazing. Uh, you're still alive. I'm happy about that. Your next comedian, he is an artist. He's an amazing artist. You can buy his work. Uh, he also teaches art at schools all over the Bay Area. Put your hands together right now. It's Mike Capizola. Right, settle
0: down. Settle down. We got to start. Right. Also, let's hear it for the band.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah! Um, I used to uh, sub in a school in, uh, in New York, not far from the Bronx. It was called Mount Vernon, New York. And uh, you know it? Yeah, th- so the only qualification you needed to sub was the will to sub. Uh now they didn't actually have a school paper, but if they did, it would be like the only school paper that had uh birth notices and obituaries in the school. And and uh it was a tough it was a tough uh it was a tough place. Um, and I would see guns taken away, and then I would hear these guys trying to explain why they had a gun. And they're like, uh, "There was a misunderstanding. Um, I was just holding it." And he's like, they have no story. They just try, Like I, I could see them in real time trying to come up with the most plausible explanation for why they had a gun that particular day. Like I was just, um, "This is a crazy story." Ah. Uh. <laughs> and then the guns would be. And like, do you have any more? Like uh, just these five in the locker. Hold on, and pull them out. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I hadn't seen guns, you know, in my life until I was teaching there. I'm like, what the? You know, it was like like something out of a squad scene. Um, I've been teaching art uh, at a little uh, art at a little uh, art school here in San Francisco. Uh, once in a while, the art room when I'm on break is used for tutoring and subbing. Uh, sometimes it's really pretty boring, and I tune it out. But one time there was this cute little kid. I think she was in sixth grade. She was getting a, and I don't know what it is to this day. It was like a civics lesson where they were discussing. Back to back. This is when I came into the room. They were talking about drug use, and it's like, so you know, drugs are bad. She's Like, yeah, drugs are bad. They're bad. You should never have drugs. I'm like, that's right. What have you learned about them? Like, they can make you do uh, silly things. And I'm just, you know, I, I'm biting my tongue. She's in sixth grade. I know what's next. If I say something, like, on the other hand, you should try it first before you judge. Like, I can't say that. <laughs> So, so they, so the, so this this coach is like satisfied with this girl's answers, you know, like drugs are bad, and then she moves along for some reason to regifting. I've never in my life equated drugs and regifting. Never, you know, almost like you steal a car and give it to someone because of drugs, you know, that kind. Of, but they, so is there was an ethics lesson on regifting, and like, so do you think? re-gifting is okay under any circumstances and if so, what? And she's like, well, maybe if it's, you're not going to hurt the feelings of the person who gave you the gift. Like, you don't play soccer, someone gives you a soccer ball and you know your buddy, uh, Teddy, could use the soccer ball. Would that be okay? I'm like, that's very, you know, and then the the coach is like, that's very good. And then at at this point, I'm like cleaning up the art room and I go, wait, I have a question. What if you know that drugs are not good for you, but Teddy would love these drugs? Is it okay to re-gift? At this point... It's not a bad thing. Like, the drugs don't go to waste. Uh, Teddy gets what he likes, and you don't have to touch these bad, bad drugs. With, and I, I'm asking the teacher, and she's just like horrified. like, ah. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to uh, get a sandwich. And I left the teacher's room. And they never talked to me about it, but I just felt like it was their fault for putting, bringing, can we use Mr. Capozzola's room for this discussion on civics? Like that was their, it's on them. It's on them. Um, I've never, I don't know anybody who teaches at Harvey Milk. I was just going to ask, anybody teach at Harvey Milk Elementary? It's, the, it's, it's in the Castro. I drive by that school and I just hope at some at some point, like they're like, it's just with a history lesson, they're like, Abe Lincoln, probably gay. And they're just going down everybody in history who may, who may have had a gay past. I thought that'd be very Carter. fun. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Yeah, and then like the literature, it's like today it's Oscar Wilde. All year they're reading Oscar Wilde. Like that was, I thought it'd be a very funny if it's just all a gay agenda. They find a way, even in math class, they find math and science. And in the, science, they're like, Two of the astronauts on the shuttle were gay. Did you know that?" We're gonna, we're gonna. And it's like in botany, and the, you know, they only deal with in botany. There's like, yeah, right. The, you know, and then and there's like herma. They just talk about hermaphrodites, and the, you know, and in, in the biology class, these centipedes are hermaphrodites. Uh, <laughs> Um, my dad was a high school principal he was a tough man and uh, I uh, I want to just tell you I was I thought this room's so fun for stories more than like stand-up like it's just so intimate and I just I want to tell you about the uh, the ounce in the driveway and how it how it happened now my dad was uh, born in the Bronx he was a very tough guy and I uh, in high school I worked in a video store and I met a lot of, it was almost like being a bartender because I met Everybody in the world came in there. There were like security guards at prisons. There were like, you know, local politicians, everybody in the world came into this was when VHS tapes were like the thing. And like, Oh, I always wanted to see that. And you know, and sometimes it's out or like, you know, it was just one of those, I met everybody. It was like being a bartender at age 17 or whatever. Um, I was friends with this one guy. uh, You guys familiar with the term Guido? It's kind of a New York East coast expression. His name was Dave, big roly poly dude, thin mustache, and uh, and he just would come in and be like, what's a good word? What's going on? And we would trade tapes. He was a big uh, fan of bootlegging concerts. I was a big fan of bootlegging concerts. And we would trade tapes. You know, he's like, i got this awesome Led Zeppelin tape from Tokyo. I'm like, oh, I just taped Bob Seger at the Garden. And we'd swap tapes. And one day, Dave came to... Uh, uh, now I was 17 at the time and I was not a good student. Let me just back up and say not a good student and I love to draw crazy shit. MTV was in, its in, was in its infancy, a lot of, you know, a lot of like, you know, crazy shit. And I was not smoking pot. I just, you know, I was I was a good kid back then. Dave comes to the house to to return some tapes and as he does it, this fat fuck leaves an enormous bag of weed in the driveway. <laughs> My dad comes back from like, whatever, like a PTA meeting or something. And I hear the brakes stop, the headlights, and he gets out and like, God damn it. And really, my brother's a straight A student. So who who left the weed in the, who of the two children, who would it be that leaves the weed in the driveway? Any guesses? Who's, who, yes. So in his mind, oh my God, that explains, shitty grades, loves music, draws crazy stuff. Really a wise guy. I knew it. What else can a principal at a high school, what other conclusion could a high school principal possibly draw than I'm on drugs? And he comes into the house screaming and yelling, but this is something I will never forget. I need both hands for this. Now, you know, like on a cop show when they find cocaine, you look like you've seen things. What do they do when they find a bag of cocaine? <laughs> they take the cocaine. They want, it, they want to make sure it's cocaine. What do they do? They test the cocaine. How? They the <laughs> My dad does that with the weed. He puts his finger in the weed and goes... That's good shit. <laughs> and even I knew, even I knew that like, that's ridiculous. And he's like, ah, oh. you know, and then he's doing, and then he's like, wait a sec. Are you dealing? Like, Listen, I'm failing math, and I'm dealing pot. Is that possible? I'm horrible at every subject, especially math. And I'm a, I'm a big drug. I'm the big drug connection in, in the community. And my mom is, like, sobbing, ah, where do we go wrong? Ah, ah. And then my brother, a little detective that he was, he's he younger than me, goes outside with a flashlight, and he's looking around for clues. And then he sees in the mailbox, he's like, I couldn't find anything, but led zeppelin in tokyo 1976 and i go god damn it dave now they immediately thought of a friend of mine who was a guitarist i met him in detention he's a wise guy and they're like dave of course like no 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 that that fat guy with the trans am who always comes in the video store with the little mustache he dropped the weed and i call him up I'm like dave did you leave something in my driveway and he's like oh shit do you have it Dude, they're going to break my legs if I don't have that bag. And, like, you can get the bag. And my dad gets on the phone. He's like, I don't want to be partner with any of this nonsense. We're going to bury it uh, in the driveway under the, the stone that's closest to the street on the right side. So he did like basically so he's free of not handling the weed. Does that make sense? Like he didn't want to touch the weed. So we bury it. Dave pulls up, grabs the weed. We actually change tapes. and like, you really... Uh, you should check out Bob Seeger at the garden, and then he and then he speeds off, and this how that's how and everybody calmed down, but him being a high school principal, he you know that was something I will never forget with the bag. Like, that's good shit. Did I lose my little notes? Uh, we're almost at the end of the fun, guys. Star Wars. I just felt like I uh, Star Wars has a special place in my heart. I was seven when the movie came out originally. Um, and I got to say, episode seven, lucky seven, I was able to time it exactly right so that when the Millennium Falcon made the jump to light speed, the mushrooms kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks. That's a fun laugh. <clears throat> um, I like to volunteer once in a while, just, you know, I'm the, I'd like, uh, but it, some people don't make it easy. Like, I can help the arts, but like, there was an old woman trying to cross Van Ness Avenue, and I ran over to help her out. I was a Boy Scout. I know what you do when there's an old woman trying to cross a busy street. You run over, you help her out. But when I got close to her, I saw that she had in her pale, bony little hand a cigarette. And I thought to myself, fuck that. If she's not serious about living, I'm not going to help her cross the street. <laughs> I'm not going not gonna to help out. Um, my friends have a lot of those little, uh, uh, kids. And uh, and I don't. And because I'm an artist, I get drafted sometimes where they'll say, oh, the twins really want you to come to the art exhibit. Uncle Mike has to come to the art exhibit. You got to go see what they've done. I know it's, it's just going to be like, they, sometimes you ever been one of those things where they take over an art gallery and put up kitty art and people bid on it and they're raising money for a soccer field or some kind of nonsense i don't want to go to these things i have no interest it's just gonna somebody's glued macaroni on a popsicle stick and put the popsicle stick on some yarn and it's 45 dollars. (laughs) okay you have to really love this kid to buy that like that's the whole idea um but if i know that i have to go to one of these things oh the twins would love it uncle mike's an artist you gotta go you should see what they've done I'm like ah okay and i'll show up in a flashy suit with a gigantic cowboy hat and and I just I wait till the place is bursting to capacity just wait till it's like totally filled and I'll come through the door like this excuse me everybody my name is Cornelius Culpepper American by birth Texan but by the grace of God I'm a wealthy industrialist from Texas I'd like to buy all of the artwork here except for that one it's a piece of shit And it teaches these little artists a very important lesson that an artist must suffer to create. All right, thank you very much,
2: guys. Mike Capazola, humanitarian artist. Saving children all over these United States. Fuck Texas. Your next comedian, he is I and I'm, I'm I'm super stoked every time I get to see him. Uh, it's it's weird when you know people and then like you know them from something and then you're like, "Oh, my boyfriend's sister knows you from the past." And you're like, "Oh my god, the world is so small. It's so weird." I didn't even know that he was a teacher and I'm excited to uh, hear his teacher stories. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Malik Robinson. Oh,
9: Right. yeah, so I uh, I know Pam from my friend who is Jonathan's sister, and now they're all friends, which is uh, basically the only reason why I got on the show, because I know <laughs> Pam. Uh, I am actually a teacher, uh, so we've been talking about how, I mean, you guys, how many teachers? I know the comics. Are there any non comic teachers here? Ooh. All right, awesome. A guy who works here, that's cool. Just chess. Really? Wow, to who? All over. All over. Okay. I don't have any chess jokes, but that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um so we know that teacher salaries are not that good, right? There was an article in the the Chronicle recently that um you can make more money working for the city of San Francisco being a plumber, uh, but also a morgue Analyst, I think they call it. A morgue analyst. Basically, you do makeup for dead people. That earns 70 grand a year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's just proof that, like, San Francisco is kind of like a big death cult. You know what I mean? Like, the whole thing with, like, people just smoking crack out. Like, the tenderloin is basically like a sacred ground for death worship. You know what I mean? More dogs than kids here, right? It's fucked up. But uh, anyway, so I got a shitty salary. That's why I live in uh, West Oakland. Woo! Oh. Yeah. Are you from Oakland, or you live there? John, the boss. You're you're the boss, and you li- where do you live in Oakland? Laurel. Laurel. Where's that? 35th, oh, all right. Cool place. Yeah, that's awesome. You like uh, you're up into the lower bottoms. Yeah (laughs) Exactly right That's why they call it The Lower Bottoms man That's where it is On the list of Places to visit You know what I mean (laughs) Seriously But uh, I don't know We got a lot of D-Boys In my neighborhood man These guys are out Pumping 24 hours a day In broad daylight It's crazy man Like uh, sir, D-Boys Is modern slang For drug dealers I think in your day they called them a medicine man or a <laughs> witch doctor. They serve the same purpose. Um, it's crazy, yo. Like uh, these guys, they're out there, they're pumping weed, heroin, bootleg liquor, uh, PCP, Viagra, uh, MDMA, BHG. That's hard to get. Oh, it's just liquid. I'll tell you later. Uh, uh. Come to my neighborhood. Come to the lower <laughs> bottoms. I'm telling you, though. I don't know, they got a whole bunch of other shit, too, man. That's just the shit that I've bought so far, you know? It's crazy, man. When I first tried to cop, I, had, uh, I was clean-shaven. I had real short hair, man. These guys looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, yo, man, can I get a dub, man? He's like, a double what, uncle? I was like, yo, just some trees, man. And, like, all his dudes were, like, flexing what he said. It was, like, the beat it video, you know? I thought I had to, like, fight these guys off. But now with the beard, it's cool, man. I roll up. They call me OG. OG, man. I try to get, like, a little senior discount, you know? <laughs> Hook me up. And toss me a couple of Viagra. Yeah, that's not good. So, um, I, uh, so my teaching experience, I taught in, uh, Japan. I used to teach English to little kids. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. It was, you know, compared to your teaching stories, it doesn't really match up. You know, no one ate their shit. No one whipped out a huge cock. Uh, No one broke their arm amidst, like, carpet bombing and fucking all that other shit they do over there. Uh, And it wasn't in the Bronx or, you know, fucking... uh, Mount Vernon, which is also cool. I grew up in Poughkeepsie, you know, Poughkeepsie area? Yeah, cool. So uh, Japan was cool, I don't know. The first day was the worst day, man. I got there uh, to the elementary school. I go into the classroom and I only had one student. You guys know how that shit is, man. You only got one student. That's rough, man. I was like, all right, we're just going to make the most of it. You know, roll up, trying to be energetic, excited, create some rapport, you know. I like being with teachers. I can use the word rapport and like elicit, and that should probably make sense to you guys. Or not, because your fucking students ate shit, so maybe they didn't know those words. But anyway, man, I'm trying to, you know, connect with this little kid, man. I'm like, uh, hey, buddy, yo, we're going to have a great year, man. It's going to be awesome. You're going to learn a lot of English. We're going to have a lot of fun. Just tell me your name, man. What's your name? He said, my name is Principal Suzuki. Wow. Yes. He wasn't happy. It's tiny people. It's kind of like a weird... If you live in Japan, like, I was there for, like, three and a half years, and, like, uh, I'm, like, huge there, you know? Like, literally, I couldn't find shoes, uh, couldn't find any blazers, right? My shoulders are too wide. Just got narrow shoulders. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, condoms were no problem, though, so that was good. Um that worked out. No, I'm kidding. I don't wear condoms over there. <laughs> they are super relaxed with that shit, man. <laughs> it's a cultural thing. I don't know what it is. Um yeah. My my favorite thing about teaching in Japan though was that you know, like Japan is ninety-nine percent Japanese, right? It's a monoculture. Uh so a lot of the other teachers were white. So I got to see uh, all these nice paying customers are just in time to hear me spew hatred about white people. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not hatred, it's these are just the facts. I'm just a reporter. This is just what happened. So it's, uh, I'm fill you guys in or else you won't get the joke. And then. Uh, uh, Japan, I worked in Japan. Japan's 99% white. I'm a teacher. Are you guys, Any guys teachers? Okay. Got a new one just really? From uh she's on sorry? She's on her way. Oh, all right. Uh graduated from where? San Francisco State. So she's like was in the teaching program or English education. English education. But probably like not ESL. No. Yeah, right. She's actually trying to earn a living. <laughs> Shakespeare, that's cool. I can teach that too. Um Anyway, so I, I taught in Japan, right? Basically Japan is mostly Japanese, so I got to enjoy white people suffering real racism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit like I'd have my friends, like I'm talking about like real, really, like actual white people, not like anyone who suffered a Holocaust before, not Jewish people or Armenians or Albanians or anything like that, like South Africans. Brits, uh, waspy Americans, you know, like Capizola. you, I would, I saw you looking at me for that, but... no, no, that's what I'm saying, like, you, you're not, you don't fall into that group, man, you could be discriminated against, right, like, the Sopranos, that shit was just fucking racist, right, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so, my wife has right? They'd go into the elevator and, like, Japanese people would, like, slide over, you know, they don't want to sit next to them. Or on the train, the train's crowded and there's an empty seat next to them, and no Japanese people would sit next to them, you know, and shit like that. And they tell me this, and I'd be like. <laughs> Told you I'm a reporter, man. This is just the facts. Um, yeah. Sometimes I felt bad, though, because they thought it was special, you know? And I was like, that's like America, you know? Like, I don't have any culture shock being here. Oh. Oh, shit. Anyway, uh... All right. Well, I was weird. All right. What's uh, <laughs> all right. So now I teach English in Berkeley. Right. So we got students. Yeah, we got students from all over the world. They're fucking rich, man. And that hurts. <laughs> that really hurts, man. They drive up in, uh, you know, Mercedes and like and they have no taste because they're like 20 years old. And they're they're from a lot of countries, mostly uh, China and Saudi Arabia. And the Saudi Arabian students are my favorite. Because they come here and it's like, what the fuck is going on in America? You know, like people are smoking weed right out in the open, uh, the tenderloin, people are shooting up crack, you know. if You get stoned in Saudi Arabia, you're at an execution, basically, right? Public execution. That joke never works. All right. That was it for that joke. <laughs> never works. I tried it a few times in different places. Um You know, it's hard, though, right? Because being a teacher, a lot of it is about looking at people's faces and understanding what they're feeling or thinking, you know? Not for you guys. I'm sure the faces were like, I don't know, some Picasso portrait or something with your special ed students, but or they had like, you know, shit, a shit mustache or whatever they were doing is different. For me... For me, I'm used to, like, looking at my students' faces, trying to gauge what they're thinking, you know, connect with them. But I have uh, a bunch of Saudi students. Some of them have the uh, the Niktab, right, which is the full covering. Some of them don't. It's actually it depends on your family and, like, the husband and all this stuff. So it's not just that everyone has that shit. But the ones that do, I love them. They're good students. But, God damn, it's hard to teach them, right? I'll be like... Uh, so class, uh, this sentence right here, why can't we use the present perfect in this sentence, right? And all I hear is,
4: <laughs> It's
9: like I'm teaching a class full of Kennys from South Park. You know? It's hard, yeah. You know? Sometimes I'll turn my back and I'll, I'll hear a, an answer, and I'll turn around, and I'll say, okay, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? And the shit just comes out of nowhere and bounces all around. I feel like I'm an, a ventriloquist instructor or something, you know? It's hard, that's what I'm saying, it's hard. Um, don't feel bad for me, though. There's one thing, though, It's weird, is that, like, a lot of my Saudi students, my name's Malik, Malik Robinson, but they hear the Malik, they look at me, and they think, they're like, hey, are you, uh, are you uh, you know, How'd you get that name, Malik? (laughs) Where'd you get that name from? Sometimes they slip me notes with weird passwords on them. Uh, My Saudi students are super cool, man. They're like the nicest people. Uh, They totally accept what's going on. It's actually weird to to experience. But um, I get that a lot, man. People look at me. They want to know where I'm from. Uh... They ask me like stupid questions, yo. Like I'm in showbiz. My agent's a fucking asshole, yo. Like he does the same thing to me. You know, I call him up and he's like, "Hey,
1: Muhammad, how you doing?"
9: And I'm like, "Oh, I did the I've been taking improv classes. You're not supposed to do this with the phone. You should do it that way. No one else is in improv, right?" Yeah, it's That's what Yeah, you're like there's a there's a phone here, but it's invisible, right? That's like I'm holding the phone, uh, just like if you drink a glass, you should make the... Sorry, I just had an improv class last night, and it's in my head. Anyway, uh, my agent, he's like, hey, Mohammed, oh, I did it again. Look at that. Hey, Mohammed, I got a great role for you. You're going to love it. Yeah, it's a non-speaking role, but it's okay. How would you like to play? Behead his assistant, number five, in the new season of Homelands. Now, okay. You don't like that? All right, uh, look, I, I understand you're, you're a thespian, man. You, you, have, uh, you have goals. How about this? How would you like to play the President of the United States of America? Yeah, yeah, I thought you'd like to. No, 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 no. Don't shave your beard. They want you just the way you are. It's going to be a campaign ad for Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 You'll be playing Barack Hussein Obama. It is a speaking role. Do you speak Arabic? No. Uh, all right. It's fucked up, man. I don't deserve that shit, man. I'm on the other line. I'm pissed off, man. I'm cursing this guy out. And then I was like, wait a second. It pays how much? Okay, I'll take it. All right, I was going to end with that joke, but... uh. One minute, yeah. All right, that's a shitty joke to end on, so uh, let's see. Some more shit about teaching and being broke. Uh, I'm 39. I have three roommates. Anyone else here have roommates and is over the age of 35? Hands go down. You saw that? Hands went down quickly. (laughs) Hands went right the fuck down, man. It's pretty humbling, yo. But it's not that bad. I mean, anywhere else it would be terrible. Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, Phoenix, it would suck. Here, it's not that bad, yo. In Atlanta, if you go out and you tell a woman, yeah, look baby, I'm, you know, go back to my place. Just be aware, I have two roommates, you gotta be a little quiet. she be like, motherfucker, please. <laughs> out here, if I go to a bar, I tell her, she like, I got two roommates. Hey baby, I got two roommates. Yeah, bag. She's coming home with me tonight. I'm Malik Robinson. Thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of the show.
2: Malik Robinson! Yeah! Keep it going for him. Yes! Your next comedian. Are you still a teacher or did you quit? I uh, didn't quit. I didn't. Still hates it. Still doing it. Still hates it. Wow. That's why he's the headliner, because he's a real teacher. I know the rest of us quit, because we were like, let's get the fuck out of this bullshit. You guys are going to love him. He's an amazing human being. He's also an incredibly funny man. Put your hands together. It's Matt Curry.
10: Keep it going for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Thank you. Um, she was misinformed. I'm no longer a teacher. I was let go. But uh, fuck it. It's okay. I didn't have a credential. And there was a... We're not going to talk about it, okay? We're not going to talk about it. I'm a substitute teacher. They actually offered me the... They were like, you come back and sub. And I was just like... I don't know. It's like... Taking a person's kids away and be like, you can babysit once in a while. Or something. <laughs> like, you know. No, I don't know. You got me emotional, Pam. No, it's all good. Uh, I actually enjoy subbing. Subbing's good. Uh, pay's not great, but I always had a real passion uh, for passing out worksheets. It's a big <laughs> thing in my life. I love turning over here projectors on and off. I still get to tell people that I'm not thinking about the bathroom. I don't know if any of you have that kind of power in your jobs, but <laughs> I enjoy it. It's, fucking, it's all about the perks. It's all about the perks. you got to love what you do, people. Um, now the main thing you have to do, you just have to call Roll. That's basically what you're there for, and just keep him inside the room. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't love calling Roll. It's, it's not my favorite. Because, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty good, I feel like, with names, but inevitably some kid gets pissed off. I didn't pronounce the name perfectly. And I just wanted to tell him, just I'm, I'm not trying to fuck with you here, kid. I'm not even looking up from the roll sheet. This is in the key and peel bit. I just, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I feel like parents are trying to outdo each other with who can have the most unique. And I feel like the anger is misdirected. Maybe, maybe you could talk to your parents about. it. Maybe it's misspelled. Maybe I'm not mispronouncing it. I don't know. No, sorry. I'll, I'll give an example. A kid got mad at me on Monday because uh, I called him Joel. And his name is Joel, um, spelled J-O-E apostrophe L. And I just want to tell him, just, again, not trying to mess with you, I like the name. just, just when I was growing up, it was all letters, you know what I'm saying? We didn't didn't have any punctuation involved whatsoever, so got to give me a free pass here, Joel. I hope we cut it off at apostrophes. I hope it's not just open season on all punctuation because that's going to get rough on the subs, reading down like semicolons and question marks and shit. Just like Christopher here, Stephanie here, Andre? Fucking thank you. Finally someone pronounced a question mark. Exactly, Mr. Curry. It's perfect. Hashtag, ampersand, money symbol, money symbol. It's the future. I'm afraid. If I see if I see a fucking emoji, I'm out. That'll be the last. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, it doesn't get mad when you mess up their names, and I appreciate it. I've noticed Indian kids. They they have rough names, and they roll with it. And and thank you if you're out there on the radio land, Indian kids. Cause <laughs> I'll give you an example. You just be you'll be reading that roll for them, and you just be like Monica here, Mario here, div- <laughs> shit. I'm just like you. Just call me DJ. Fucking <laughs> I mean, thanks, dog. Appreciate that. <laughs> Look it up. Help me out. I know. <laughs> certain, certain other Asian cultures, like East Asian. Um, I know Chinese, for instance. They'll go ahead and go a step further and provide you with an English alternative to their name, which I appreciate. I don't know if you've seen that. They'll be like, "Hi, my name is Oh, Steve, hey, like, hey, you want to go, with Steve? That one's way easier. That first one you said, I don't know. That's all good. Sit in front. <laughs> yeah, this is the physical portion of the show. No, <laughs> no I was kidding. I, I was talking about uh, talking about Agent Eight age. Uh, because I, I was saying uh, I was giving an example about this. This kid who introduced himself with, with his Chinese name, and then he said, or, or Steve, and uh, I'll correct myself, he didn't say or Steve, he was like, it means Steve, and I was like, I don't think it does. Uh, <laughs> I know your heart's in the right place, I appreciate it, buddy, you're trying to help me out here, um, but we had a little talk about it, and it turns out that. Because he was a recent immigrant, he was over in China a couple of years ago, and when he started lear- learning English over there, they get to choose their English name, their American name, which I think is cool, put in the hands of the kids. But, but Steve, that's where you're going with? Fucking, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I, it's fine, but you're 13, you can go big. I don't know if you're what we're doing with punctuation right now, but... It's <laughs> fucking... If I got to name myself 13, it wouldn't be Matthew. That's all I'm saying. I would have been some badass for 13, some fucking shredder, or RZA, or Kush or something. <laughs> <with> <laughs> weed or Wu-Tang related, Pam. That's what it would have been. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. No, I don't know. I'm taking a break in June. If that's beside the point. Um... No, I don't know, I don't know. Where was I going? <laughs> I I had a long-term sub, I could get a dual language school, it was a Spanish-English immersion school, and they would have trouble with my name, so they would call me maestro, which means teacher, or teacher, uh, which also means teacher. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, the other one I got a lot is pinche puto. I don't know the exact translation on that one. I think it's more of like a mentor-type situation, that one. <laughs> Can you really look up to well, take a sip? Uh, I've been uh subbing been subbing at a lot of charter schools, and it's pretty much all I do this is my the sub company that staffs me. And I noticed they all have the same color. See, it's all purple, and that's the, every school uniform is just they can wear Black, white, khaki, and purple is their color. And I guess it's gang-related. It's because it's fucking, I don't know. No gangs want purple. It's a whack color. I understand. <laughs> Fuck purple. <laughs> There's no, but I don't know if that's the right message to send to kids. Just We're giving it, We they got the primary colors. They just get them. We're not even gonna. We're not even gonna <laughs> fucking take a stand for red and blue. That's two thirds of the American flag right there. Give them to North Daniels and Crips and shit. I don't know. I I feel like it. May, it must be tough just trying to not find a, a color that's gang. Cause there's. I forgot where I was going with that. Fuck it. <laughs> um, I. I don't know. I enjoy some in the high schools. That's kinda I feel like I hit my stride. The the guy's always well, he's tall, fucking his name's Curry, that's cool. <laughs> girls are Yay, it's warriors are, are dope. Um Little kids they, they don't appreciate my dry humor, I don't think. <laughs> they they need a lot of attention. You gotta do a lot of clapping with them. I don't know if anybody's you gotta just that's how you get their attention. <laughs> Like that. And if you were all, like, second graders, you would all do that right back to me. And then I would get your attention. And that works the first time. And then they kind of see through you. And they're like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And then by the end, you're just clapping a bunch. And it's just fucking chaos. And I don't know. Half the the kids are just creating a ruckus. And the other half's telling on them. And I don't know which ones I hate more. But wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for me. I don't know where we're going with this, Pam. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. <laughs> no, I got one listener. That's That's my problem. I didn't know that kind of trick. Because the assistant principals would come in once in a while, and they would just, the kids would snap into shape, crisscross applesauce and all kinds of shit, and I would just come stay, please. But I <laughs> leave and I would... <laughs> That's the new Indian style. (laughs) I'm serious. We don't say Indian, and I I agree. It's cool. But I don't know about crisscross applesauce, but that's what they're doing. How am I doing on timing? Whatever you want. Thank you. Thank you. I have have some more jokey jokes. I have some more other just ranty stuff Uh, because, I don't know. I had some rough schools earlier this this week. When I a kid literally was holding his hand in his backpack, pretending to have a gun, and he was like, uh, this is Oakland. We don't fight. We splash. And then he said the N-word, but he's Mexican, so it didn't really make sense. But that's, that's Oakland. Uh, but then I had another school in Oakland where, like, Fucking everybody was speaking Chinese to each other, and it wasn't even Chinese kids, and it was really inspiring. And so <laughs> that's uh, that's what you're doing. The school I was at, the the school I was at, recently last Friday, or today, is Friday. Fuck. Uh, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. No, I I got up early because it was this early day, but uh, I might be lying. <laughs> No, they it was was very predominantly Mexican school, and pretty much all the the kids in class were excited. They were going to a Quinceanera, and you guys know about those, yeah? It's one person. It's uh, it's basically it's fucking a fifteen, the Sweet 15 party. It stands for. It's basically what it is. I looked it up while they were there. It was basically a custom like it was either they get married or become a nun, right there. There's a lot of coming-of-age things that are basically based around when are they fertile and when are you allowed to marry them off and fuck them. Uh, I've noticed that. Oh, I ended up looking it up. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to get stereotypical. <laughs> no, I never had, I never got to go, I had like Mexican friends, but I never got to go to Cancun. and I was always fucking a little jealous. I never, what did you say? I thought someone said, uh, <laughs> "No, I, uh... I was jealous. I, they, they have that. There's different like, white people. I guess I would have had a sweet sixteen party, or my sister would have, but that's not what my mom was about. I didn't get the, is that that that. There's no like history behind that. That's just basically. I feel like the auto industry was just like make them fucking give them cars. So, but uh." I thought to myself like the closest I had to coming of age, like you are a man now type thing when I was in school, was when I made the transition from uh, briefs to boxers. <laughs> I don't know if that was a, was a big deal for me. Um, yeah, it was, it was, and honestly, I think it was a bigger deal for me than other guys, possibly because I was a really late bloomer. I did, it take, took a while to go through puberty. I feel like I was the last guy in my class and I think I was one of the last guys to just found out, found out about boxers. I think, and um, I don't know. I, I felt like there was a connection when I found out about boxers. I felt I don't know if anyone's owned a goldfish or a potted plant or something, but you're not supposed to keep it in too small a container, or else it won't be able to fully bloom. Or would I, and find out about boxers, fucking. How long have you known about boxers, Mom? What the fuck are you trying to keep me your little boy forever, or is this a <laughs> money-saving technique? Oh, that's oh. oh, fucked up. No. now I'm on boxer briefs, and then, that's, and then it's fucking diapers again, and it's the circle of life. Um, will in with some sort of school-related. This is a random one. I'm, I'm out. I'm single, um, and I'm dating. This shouldn't be school-related, but uh, (laughs) No, uh, I'm going to go a step further. Anybody in here into role-playing? All right. We got the two workers here. What's that? I don't know. MRPG. See, I don't know. I wish I knew the lingo. Or I don't really wish I knew the lingo. I'm okay with not knowing the lingo. Um but I am trying. I'm trying to just to expand my sexual horizons lately, and I have gone out to two women recently who are into role playing. And the last one, she found out that I was working at a school and that I was in Thai schools, and she was like, "Oh, I have a little schoolgirl outfit I could bring over, and we could do like a teacher-student scenario." And Pam's really into this, uh, <laughs> but I I wasn't so I was just like, "That's okay, uh, you can leave that at home," because I don't know I. I just feel weird. I feel like I want to keep like me shaping the minds of young teens and my weird sex shit really separate. You know, what I'm saying I like to compartmentalize. I'm a car. Kind of, that's what I'm about. Um, I get it for her. I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody's sexual proclivities or whatever. And that, that works. A lot of we've had a crush on some teacher we've grown up around, and she gets to live out that fantasy. But my role in this whole play is that of pedophile. And doesn't really do it for me. I don't know. My uh, thing. Sorry. <laughs> so if you have a statutory rape fantasy, but, uh, not happening tonight. I uh, I did end up going along with it. Um, I was on a bit of a drought, and I'm a people pleaser. But I. I adjusted it a bit. I made some tweaks so I felt comfortable with the situation. And I came in, and I was just like, hello, class. And welcome to your last day of graduate school. (laughs) You've all been in school for 18 plus years. You're very mature. (laughs) So it's a great accomplishment. that's an incredibly short skirt, Denise. That's, uh, <laughs> it's comically short. It's ridiculous. No, I'm not trying to slut shame you. I would never. D- I'm the dean of the women's studies department. Believe me, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just it's more of a health and safety issue. We never clean those seats, and I can see you're not wearing underwear. Not in the mood anymore? <laughs> no. Uh, okay, thank you very much. I'm okay. <laughs>
2: Matt Curry. Yes, Dean of Women's Studies here at Pussy University where we're really really putting it together. Uh, So I actually was a teacher. I was a teacher. I promise you people let me be in charge of their children's uh, education. This happened for real (laughs) for years and years and that was great. And uh when I was teaching I taught high sc- uh junior high for 2 years and high school for 2 years. And when I was teaching high school I was part of the Dare program. And that was so great. So this policeman came in before I was supposed to teach my children, he was supposed to teach me, right? So it was after school, it was at 2:45 and he sat us down in another uh teacher's classroom and then he gave us all uh, sweet and low packets right and he said hey take the sweet and low packet open it up in front of you you all have a credit card or a, or an ATM card you're gonna take that sweet and low packet and you're gonna divide that right now into four lines all right you're put that into four lines now that one of those lines is the legal dosage of cocaine and I'm like This is really important information for me learning when I'm 23 years old as a teacher. I need to know how much cocaine I should be taking. So the the policeman taught me how much cocaine to take. And they also taught me about a beautiful drug called GHB. Have we all heard about this? I didn't know about this. I guess it's normal now, but this is in like 98, right? Like when I'm teaching and I'm like, oh, I don't know what's happening. And he says, uh... So sometimes people pass out, and we know it's GHB. And I'm like, what is this amazing stuff? And he says, well, you take a cap full of it, and it's like you drank six beers. And I'm like, what is this amazing stuff? Because I'd been through college, and I've gotten fat off a of beer. And I'm like, I would like to know how a capful of this clear liquid could make me as drunk as six beers. With no calories. What is this amazing stuff? It's called GHB. It's amazing. <laughs> I learned it from a dare cop. Like, this is how I learned about drugs, right? Uh, all right. So when I finally i am hanging out with my kids, I've been teaching. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 24 years old. I've been teaching. This is my third year of teaching. And, uh, and the kids come to me and they say, what about this nutmeg? what about this nutmeg? We saw on the thing that it is a legal high that you can take the nutmeg and it's like tripping on acid. And I said, nay, don't do it. I've done it. I did this. I actually did this while I was in teaching school and uh, with my ex-husband, and he was a veterinarian, and we were dumb, and we looked at that thing like, oh, legal highs on the internets when the internets were new, and it was like, and we're like, we're like oh, no, nutmeg, you can take it. It makes you high. It's like acid. So I took a tablespoon of nutmeg. I did. And so did he. We put it in eggnog because we're not dumb. (laughs) It's a a natural habitat, like nutmeg and eggnog, natural habitat together. Just drink it down. So I start hallucinating. And this is weird. And I'm looking at the bathroom wall because I'm sitting on the toilet for seven hours. (laughs) I I did something called P-U-P-D, which is polyuria, polydipsia. I learned this because my ex-husband was a veterinarian. I wish he would have told me this ahead of time. He was a lucky one. He got to stand in front uh, and he got to pee into the sink in front of the mirror, so he get to look at himself and feel like a narcissist the whole time about seven hours of being a loser and why we're taking this terrible drug. And all I got to do was sit on the toilet and stare at the blank wall and be like, are you okay in there? Like, why am I gray? What is it, I can't even see myself in the mirror. Don't ever take nutmeg. <laughs> I, and you guys are my high school class. Like, honestly, I had to tell this to a group full of 12 boys right special education uh 12th grade boys they were they were between the ages of 14 and 18 but they all had differing abilities or whatever but i told them i'm like don't ever take nutmeg it's like i'm telling you guys this too Uh, You guys actually can afford to buy acid now, which is great. So, like, you should do that. But, like, kids in high school, they don't even know where to get the acid from. So, they're like, nutmeg is the shit. Don't do it. Don't you PD polyuria poly dips yet what happens is that you're constantly dry mouth and you pee at the same time so I'm sitting on the toilet staring at the wall and it's moving around a little bit like it's like baby acid if we all take an acid here we know what's up it was like it was like silly dumb it was like it was like oh it took two shrooms and I like take shrooms don't take nutmeg can we all learn right now no nutmeg This is this is what I tried to teach a a group full of high school boys at one point was, like I even I even jumped up on the desk and like tap dance. I'm like, do you understand, guys? No nutmeg. Don't ever do it. Like seriously, they they didn't. They had a lot of ADHD, so you had to tap dance sometimes. You know, the boys in high school. Uh, Other teaching stories. No, I really people actually trusted me to teach their children, which is so weird to me. (laughs) Really. This one time I came home, I drove back from uh, Venice Beach where my best friend lived and she was uh, an emergency veterinarian and we've been doing coke all weekend and I came back and I was like, I can do it. I left her house in Venice Beach at like 5.44 a.m. And I was like, I can make it to Oceanside by 7.45, I can do it. And I'm like sitting in the, in, the, in the parking lot and I have to wipe the coke residue off my nose and like rub it off my gums or put it on my bowl of weed to smoke it before I start my, do you know what I mean? Cause I've got like three minutes before I'm supposed to be inside and I'm supposed to teach high school students right now. Cocaine is a terrible drug. I don't do it anymore because I'm 41. Cocaine is a 20 year olds person drug. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're in your 20s, you can do coke, like, all the time. You can be like, oh, what? I slept for three hours, and now I'm up, and I'm living my life. I'm 41 years old. That doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I'm an old lady and uh, we just don't do the coke anymore. Uh, We also don't teach the children. That's why I'm a nanny now. I'm a nanny. (laughs) I don't have to teach 12 to 32 children at a time. I just got to teach one. for the same amount of money, actually more. Uh, when I was a high school uh, credentialed teacher, I made $17.36 an hour, and now I make $23 an hour under the table. Ha <laughs> They took the taxes out of that $17.36, you betcha! And now I get 23 flat. Well, well living in the city. I Anyway, you know, it's crazy. I, I've learned from being a teacher that you shouldn't be a teacher, because <laughs> they're just... <laughs> They don't give a shit about you. They're like, work hard all the time, care. Why don't you care enough? How come you don't care enough? And it's like, you aren't paying me any money to care. I would totally care if you paid me money. I promise you I would. Because that's how you make Americans care about things, is you pay them money. Don't you? I mean, or you give them coupons. I'm telling you, I love love the buy one, get one free. Give me a buy one, get one free fish taco. I'll eat it anywhere. Uh, Even if it's at a high school campus, uh, which the food there I've heard is terrible. And I feel like we could change the world by uh, taking... Remember, you know how we're here and then there's all these vehicles that are brightly painted and then we buy food from them. They used to be called... um, I don't know bookmobiles but now that you you can you can get like a burrito from one a brightly painted vehicle and and you I say bring bring the brightly painted vehicles to the to the students like let them have an eight dollar like filipino burrito I don't even know what that means I don't even it has fries in it what's happening I don't even eight dollar creme brulee they can afford it their parents are paying for them I walked up to a brightly painted vehicle the other day and it it was, it surprised me. I wanted to slake my thirst, but it was a bookmobile. So I walked inside and I ordered a steaming steaming hot cup of Kafka. (laughs) When it arrived, uh, it was a banana and I was a giant bug. And I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. And I was like, da-da, da-da. But it was surrealism. It was a completely different movement. Thank you for getting that. That's so great. Most people aren't that smart. Most people didn't go to school. Because we've been, we've been calling critical thought from our education system since 2000 with no child left behind. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? That's actually when I left. I, I taught from 97 to 2001, and the reason that I left credentialed teaching in California was No Child Left Behind. It was a Bush thing. And I saw that they were taking all the education, they were moving it to the test, and they were, they were culling critical thought from our education system, and this made me very sad because critical thought is really important, you guys. <laughs> like, oh, shit. It, we, uh, but we've systematically made a whole group of consumers that really love their iphones and this is a weird thing we 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 lowered funding for uh, sexual education and now everyone has syphilis and chlamydia why? Because we didn't give them sexual education, and then we gave them Tinder. <laughs> let's not teach them about anything, and then let's give them ubiquitous sex. Oh, what's going to happen? We In 2000, syphilis was almost gone. Like, we'd, we'd eradicated syphilis. But we brought it back 16 times crazier. We're crazy now. Why? Because cause of education. <laughs> We just didn't teach him about it we were like oh your penis you put it wherever you want and then it's all good and then the and then now we've got the tinders where you and the, and the okay cupids and then uh everybody uh everybody loves the online dating i i've never online dated it's because i used to teach special education i know what's out there all right i know i know what's out there oh, good we're all gonna be, we're not gonna be okay, it's good. And you know what? That's okay too, because I'm moving to Peru. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I say everybody learn a second language, hopefully Spanish, and leave. Take your American money and leave. That's, all we, that's the only thing we can vote for anymore. Our voices are meaningless. The only way that our voices have money right now is how we choose to spend our dollars. And it's sad. I don't mean to be like, right now, like, look at me being all blah, 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 political. But the only power we have as Americans is our dollars. And so spend them the right ways. Like, just no corn syrup. Find a local farmer. You have a friend with chickens? Buy their fucking eggs. You know what I mean? I don't know. We're all going to die. Laura Ingalls Wilder for life. Yeah. Does anybody else love, does anybody else read? no it's cool well, I, if i could get the kids that read the laura angles wilder maybe we'd be cool and i'm gonna try really hard all right i'm gonna close this down because i am drunk and i am proselytizing weird shit <laughs> like i'm like laura angles wilder the church of laura angles wilder this is not normal this is not a-. anyways i know too much about her too like 1915 she was here uh, for the I can't even go on about Laura Ingalls Wilder right now. I know, Jonathan's like, Pam, don't go on about Laura Ingalls Wilder. And when I was a kid, people used to tell me that I looked like Melissa Gilbert. They were like, you look like that girl from, I'm like, I wish that I was Laura Ingalls Wilder forever. That and Katherine Keener. All right, thank you guys for being here. Teaching, support a local teacher. They work so hard and they get bullshit. That's why I left it. If you're a teacher, and you're listening to this, God bless you. If you're not a teacher and you're listening to this, give your neighborhood teacher $10. Let them go buy a drink at a bar because they can't afford it. Do you understand? The teachers want to drink at a bar, but they can't afford it because they're being paid $36,000 a year, which is $17.36 an hour before taxes. That's insane. You know, it's, it's it's just sad teachers should be paid more and uh go high five your local teacher and tell them like how are you doing why why they have so much they have something inside them that makes them care and we need to facilitate that because i don't care anymore gave it up i gave it up in 2001 because fuck the children right if i'm if i'm not being paid 23 dollars an hour fuck the children don't like fuck the children that's not cool but like just don't care about them do you know what i mean like they'll be fine they'll figure it out for themselves let them be homesteaders like laura ingles water put them out on a on a in, in a random big place like a let them run around okay this is the last thing i'm gonna leave you guys with this is, how you, this is how you potty train a child. This is how my grandmother, who's dead, but she was an amazing human being, taught my parents how to potty train you. You stick the child outside. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you let them pee on themselves once or twice and they'll figure it the fuck out. Do you see? Like you take the diaper off and you let them run around and then they they're like, "Oh, I have to pee." And they go against you like, "Oh." You put them outside for like 12 hours and they figure it out. Then you bring them inside and you say, "You know how you were going against the tree? You go in the potty." That's it. This is like 1920. This is how I was potty trained. I saw, I saw a four-year-old in a, in a, in a pram uh, in a stroller. I saw a four-year-old in a stroller. She had, she had, she had a sucker in her mouth. She had, a, she, had a, she had a binky in her mouth, and she was holding on to a bottle. And I was like, well, shut the fuck. What the fuck are you doing to this four-year-old? What are you doing? Get it out. She have diapers on still. She's four. A bad parenting It's when you scream. Everybody, shame your local child. Before we leave tonight, we're all gonna remember, if a child is doing something stupid on the bus or anywhere, shame them! That is what makes them a good human being, is the society shaming them. Don't let them be, la- the seven-year-old is like, what's that, what's that? Children should be seen and not heard. Shut the fuck up! Seven-year-old on the bus, shut up! Just saying. Love children. Thank you guys for being here. This has been Pimp Tess' Comedy Clubhouse. <laughs> Good night.